While your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. What'd you think? So, as, as we, I was saying off the air, and, and I said it last time when Tom was here, and I, I say it generally whenever we get candidates in here, you got to give them credit. I mean, to sit here, take our our questions, and to take two hours of phone calls from the callers. Yeah. Um, you've got to give every candidate. Tom did it before. Mayor Haru just did it. Um, you got to give them credit. They deserve credit, right? Um, and we sat back primarily, and let the callers do their thing, right? Yeah. Folks, don't, I, I mean, I don't want to hear anyone, I think you guys all did a great job. I think so, too. Right? Um, we tried, that's and, and, really and what listen, I tried to I gotta, Sometimes I got to, like, if you guys, if I interrupt you, tell you to reel it in, don't be offended. I've right. got, we've got a little bit of time, and I understand you want to explain your question. Trust me, he understands your question. Right. So do we. Right. So do the audience. So just ask it. And it's, it's one of those deals where, we're trying to get as many people through, right? Yeah. Um, so it's he's got a long ride back. So um, I appreciate that he stayed here for two hours and took your calls. Absolutely. And again, thanks, folks, for participating. You did a wonderful job uh, with it. I thought it was a very interesting two hours. What did you think, Marcus? I thought it was a really interesting two hours. I really enjoyed. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I think we let the call traffic, just like the sheriff, we let the call traffic drive the conversation. Um, and I think he was more or less prepared for, for every, um, every call that came through and everything that people wanted to throw at him. I know that there was, uh, you know, um, like, like the sheriff, there's, we know that there's some planted calls and we like planted calls. Sure. <laughs> we like planted calls. Right. But I thought he handled the planted calls well too. All right, 508-996-0500. So here's the thing. They're going to be in for a debate, right? And you right. know how, guys, I had to, you know, I had to um, basically uh, cycle your calls through. We had questions we wanted to ask him, right. and I, we got to, I think. Um, and uh, I had commercial breaks, which I'm thrilled about. And, right. you know, I'm, I'm sure those sponsors who 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 bought time on this particular show are, are going to see an influx in their um in their sheet this week because this was a highly highly listened to and interacted with uh show right. but we're going to go commercial free for the debate so the first hour they're going to be saying whatever they're going to be saying to each right. other right um and the second hour you get to call in and it's Two, it's, an, it's a full hour of completely uninterrupted calls from the audience. So you guys get to call. And we know we're going to fill the whole two hours with calls. So you guys get to call in, ask them questions. And that's great. Yeah, I think I'm really excited about it. Um, the um, boy, You know, it was interesting. I learned a couple things about the mayor's. And I, I always forget what, what was on the air, what was off the air. Yeah, but, yeah. Paul referenced it on, on the air. And we talked about it off the air. Um they have a very unique system over there in Attleboro where he has only he, he has to allocate the money for the school budget. But unlike in New Bedford and all the other cities in Bristol County, he's not the chairman of the school board. Right. Which it's I crazy. thought was it really, really a, a, a very... Because 
I, you know, that's the biggest part of the government. Yeah. You know? Um, it absolutely is. So I uh, I found that to be very interesting. I I, I think Attleboro's probably should change the way they do things. But, <laughs> yeah. But imagine that it's a part-time school board that oversees the administration of the schools, which are all full-time people. Yeah. I don't know how you possibly... I don't either. ...could... It must be shenanigans. Over yeah, really. I, I, I agree. I'm sorry. Even, even the most ethical person yeah. needs a boss. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, right? I mean, how do a couple... And I'm not... Please, believe me, I'm not taking anything... And the chair of the school committee is very powerful. The chair of the school committee picks right. the subcommittees. The right. chair of the school committee makes the schedule. So it's not just like, oh, he's only one vote of five right. or whatever. Right. The chair of the school committee is incredibly powerful and runs the agenda. It's hard enough um, to run a school department with with a... With a full-time mayor. Yeah. You know? But where he's not even on the... He's not the chairman of the school committee. Yeah. Which, um, again, that must it's, be crazy. It's always there. interesting to talk to somebody in, well, in, in elect... You know, you, the reason... What, what, what made Bob Prime is Pia Durkin had been... Who was in yeah. New Bedford had been in Attleboro. I didn't... Their, their terms didn't overlap. But I know the, you know the issues with her and the school committee... Well, legendary here, in, yeah. or infamous rather, in New Bedford. She must have had a ball over there. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Mayor Haru's gone, but you can still talk to us. Yes. Good evening. You're live. Hey, I finally got through. <laughs> did you try Honestly, to call in, Tom? Uh, if you did, I, I'm sorry. It was. Yeah, a- yeah, that's fine. It, it was exciting that, that that many people did call in and yeah. for the show. I understand that. I thought it may have something to do with the black bass incident that you just freezing me out. But, uh, <laughs> but never. I don't know what you're talking about. Never, Tom. Never. Yeah, never. I, I didn't see any knockout issues. That was what's going to happen from this point. This is my objective view. Uh, it's going to turn to the debate and. Uh, that's going to be supremely important. Uh, yeah. I thought he answered the, the, the questions well. I thought I, so, too. Uh, I didn't uh, think that his uh, youthful indiscretion issue uh, is what Chris made it out to be in terms of the current, if he was uh, to become sheriff, that somehow the corrections well, let me ask officers... Let question, Tom. Were you in the military? Wait, let me finish. Let me finish, please. Somehow the corrections officers uh, wouldn't obey him. I, I think that's a slap res- in the face to, to the wouldn't correction officer. Wouldn't respect officers. him, Tom. Wouldn't respect him. Different I, 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 I disagree with that. I, I think Were you in the military, they, Tom? They, I just have to ask Yes, him. I was. Yeah, all right, well, so, I was just so, All right. No, so you know, you don't look down on guys that couldn't make it? No, because some, as a matter of fact, I was trying to help guys that almost didn't make it. Me too. I was Me in too. There. I mean, there, there's, there's certain people that it just doesn't click, and uh, off they go. But it is a youthful indiscretion, and the people that are currently working there that have military backgrounds obey the sheriff because he's the boss. But Tom, just, not, just, just, just to make like sure, him. just to make sure, I, I didn't say wouldn't obey him because you're right; they have to obey him. I said That's respect right. him. That's a big difference. But you know, well, you saw what did, the chief of police said about him. Pretty did, did, disrespectful. Did, 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 did Hodgson be in the military? Do they didn't. disrespect him because he didn't? No, they don't. They There's a difference between guys who didn't go trained. in the military and guys who failed out of the military. There's sure. a big difference, Tom. That's sure. the point. I know it's not fair. It's a youthful, how old was he, 18? And look what he's done now. He's been a state representative and a mayor. He's responded to it in life. I think that's a good thing. I mean, we, we could go into people at the sheriff's department that were let go that have responded well in life, you know, and we can drill down on those things if we want. Uh, but uh, I'm not going to do that today. 
the, the idea is, uh, I thought it was a little bit disrespectful to the current correction officers uh, to say that they, they wouldn't uh, But I didn't say that, that, Tom. Listen to me. Listen to me. Get the wax <laughs> out of your ears. I didn't say they wouldn't obey him. I said they wouldn't respect him. There's a difference. Don't put words in my mouth. Well, <laughs> sounds like that's what he said to you. Exactly. I'm <laughs> quoting I'm quoting my boy here. But why, why are you saying it, Tom, when you've heard me say it three times? Well, I thought, I thought yeah. we were friends. Why would you keep Why would you keep saying that to me? That's just a foolish thing to do. You, you, you ate too much lead paint, bro. You ate too much lead paint. The idea is there were no knockout punches either for Hodgson or for Hero for these two hours, and I think that's a good thing. It does set up the debate to be more intense. Yeah. I think I, I think uh, no, nothing nothing anybody has questioned either candidate on has derailed them, and I still think it's going to be within two points. Two points. Well, that's what Haru's poll. I didn't even ask about the poll. There was so much. There was so much we didn't cover. Um, but yeah, there was there was, there was quite a bit that wasn't debate. covered. You know. Hey, Tom, thanks uh, for the call. We appreciate it. Yeah, okay, yep, see you. Good evening, you're live. Yeah, hey, guys, I thanks for letting me get in with a quick question. No problem. I'm not, a, I'm not a, um, a, 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 a Bristol County resident, so I can't vote <laughs> in that race. But I, but I am, so I try to ask a question that, uh, you know, affects me, which is I, my tax dollars go to the... Bristol County Sheriff's Office, right. just like everybody else in the Commonwealth, and and it's, it's just kind of a philosophical thing. Is you can either, um, as as a steward of uh, public funds, you can decide you I mean, or you can decide that I'm going to do more with less, or you can uh, default to I'm going to I need more to do more, or otherwise I can't do what I'm supposed to do if I don't get enough. And you know it's it's axiomatic of of uh, you know of state employment and just to spend everything you got and and always need more. I was just ho- kind of hoping. He said he saved some money, you know, in lights and everything as a mayor, but he spent a career spending other people's money. How, how about not spending so much of it so we're not so burdened? Yeah, I, I mean, I think he answered the question well about how he could save money and all how he saved money and all of that. I, I mean, I think I thought he had a good answer for it. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just kind of the cynicism that we all have is that we know that you never get at the end of the fiscal year and say, "Hey, I've, I've got two percent left over." Let it go back to the. Uh, but if he gives it back to the grand let, general court, right? But if he gives it back to them, they're just going to spend it too. So I mean I get I get your point, but I well that's, yeah that was just it's kind of philosophical yeah. I, and I appreciate you letting me say it. I just I I kind of wish there were. I mean Hartson tried to, uh, from what I know he he tried to uh, he did away with some of the expenses. You know they talked about TVs and radio uh, whatever and radios and he, I know he charged tried to charge him money and whether that was right or not I don't know but I mean he was kind of a pretty good steward just in turn and just in dollars and cents of the taxpayers' money. I mean, you know, we'll see what happens. I, But I, I I wish we had a little more responsible uh, fiscal sensibility that it's not their money. It's, it's our money. Don't spend more than you need to. Thanks, All right. Guys. Thanks for the call. Um, you know, I I think that that, that call is 
truthfully, to be better aimed at rather than a, than a Tom Hodgson or, or a Maya Haru, is, is it a senator or, or a legislator? Because yeah. they can't spend money that they're not appropriate. In. And then, by the way... Mike Rogers would be actually the perfect pa- uh, right, question, the right. perfect y- person y- to ask questions. Y- um, yeah. But, but I, I get your point, sir. Good evening, you're live. Yeah, hey, uh, Marcus. I yes. got some information about that methadone clinic in the South End for oh, you. Oh, cool. Yes, by all means. As a matter of fact, someone actually called uh, Tim's show and actually confirmed that there's one there. And the thing is, he has... Uh, knows of a person that was going for a methadone uh, treatment was in the bathroom ODing. Oh. And I'm not sure if the person kicked the bucket or not, but that happened. Now, how I know that that's, that's a methadone clinic on Martin Court and Gifford Street in the city south end, and someone said it was behind a gas station. That person is wrong. The gas station is further north. So that person didn't know he was what, what he was talking about. Now, that place was built between the year 90 and 93, 94 in that neighborhood because I know this because the person that lived next door is currently living in Florida. And yours truly is keeping an eye on his property up here while he is living down in Florida. So I just want to bring you up to date and Thanks. He's a former also he's a former correctional guard from Freshwater. Oh. oh. Thanks, yeah. Big Al. Thanks for the call, Big Al. Uh let's take a break. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, welcome back. So anyway, we were talking off the air. You can be opposed to this location for the methadone clinic without being opposed to methadone. Yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, um, I, I think it's a it's a good product. I, I, like I said, I talked to experts people. in yeah. the field, and they said that's not necessarily the best place for it. Right, and methadone isn't even like in terms of like in New Bedford isn't even like a a need that's not being fulfilled. Right, there's a couple thousand plus people in the city uh, that are using methadone and uh, they're using meth- they're getting their methadone. It's an interesting story. I think the, the biggest part of the story is the fact that Barry Richard and WBSM broke it. Um, yeah. Not to pat the station on the back, but but really, you no one would have known about it unless Barry broke the story. Right. Um, that's the most important part. You're able to make your input. I, I think the ZB will do the right thing, but we'll see. I agree. 508-996-0500 is how you can get in the program. So, one of the things, I want to go back to the sheriff's race. How much of a factor do you think, I asked the Hodgson this, I asked him just to see his answer, because I'm not going to, I know he's not going to be like, oh, you're right, I'm so worried about Maura Healy and Jeff Deal, you know, but how much of a factor do you think the top of the ticket is in this race? I mean, I, I've been saying it from the beginning. That, yeah. That's the reason I didn't vote for Deal. Yeah. I, I reason I voted for uh, Doty. Um, there was a poll that showed a little bit op- more optimism for Deal, because it went from 30 points to 18 points. <laughs> right, right. Well, look, I, I do think it's, it. Um, at the end of the day, people are going to have to make a decision um, between 
the, the, the presentation Haru makes and, and the record of Tom Hodgson. Yeah. Um, there, there's, a, there's a big difference. Um, I do think it was interesting, uh, Marcus, that um, he did acknowledge that he didn't have enough information yet on the case, and he yeah. did speak out about it. Now, the fact that the media contacted him, I thought was a little bit of a, of a dodge because he's, he's a smart guy. He's in control of his own comments. Um, if, he well, didn't, well, if, he, if he didn't know, he probably shouldn't have said anything. Right. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a really high he, he knew that situation. He knew the media was going to contact him is what you're saying. Well, yeah, and he didn't have to comment. He could have said at this time, I'm going to wait till, till we get more information, right? That's true. But instead, he, he, deceased, he criticized the staff, because Tom Hodge doesn't watch the prisoners. He, he crit- should. He, criti- <laughs> he criticized, as, as, Tom, he? as Tom pointed out, he criticized the staff over there at the, at the, at the, at the correctional facility. So, well, the staff's following orders from the, the, the chief administrator, which is Tom. Yeah. So the... Um, but before he had all the information, he criticized them. He said they he, they didn't do things right, and then he just acknowledged to us that he really didn't know what happened, which I, I thought was a was was a really kind of a an amazing omission of of the fact that he talked about a very sensitive issue like a suicide without knowing what had actually happened. Right. I mean that that's pretty irresponsible. I think I'm not saying it's a disqualifier, but it. It's a, it's a little bit of a glimpse into into how ambitious and how maybe even desperate he is uh, to be the sheriff. I, I I thought that was really kind of kind of unfortunate because he's a bright guy. He is. Uh, he's a Harvard graduate, um, and um, to speak out on, on such a important issue like a suicide um, when the body hasn't even gone cold yet, and then to now admit it a couple of days later, geez, I really didn't know that. That's, yeah. I don't think it was good. But I mean, I think th- the thing is, is the sheriff. In my opinion, and I don't know how I know some other people feel the same way. Some other people that are more in line with my thinking, anyway. But um, they his his answer on like why Bristol County generally has a high rate of suicides wasn't satisfactory, and his 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 answer was basically, well, people in Bristol County are more likely to kill themselves. And I don't know if that's true. I don't have any data. He didn't cite any data on that, but he did he did acknowledge the fact that Bristol County does have the highest rate of suicides in the Commonwealth. He didn't dispute the numbers. He just said, well, that's that's just because we live here and people are more likely to kill themselves here. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know anything about it, really. Yeah. I heard him say it, too, but I, I don't know. Um, I can tell you, after after, after I didn't go and research it anymore, I, I, don't, yeah. I don't know that I'm, I'm going to, but it is, that is interesting, right? Yeah. Um, it, does Bristol County have a high rate of suicide outside of the correction facility? I don't know. Yeah, that's a it's it's a good question. I mean, it's something I, was that what he was? He was saying like so in his in his way, his yeah. you know, in a circuitous way, but basically saying, well, you need to look at the other factors that are going on, like the drug use in the community and all right. of that. And so uh, you know, he talked about that, and then I said, is the is the suggestion that people in Bristol County are more likely to kill themselves than any other county in the Commonwealth? And then he said, well, no. But then he went and basically, it, what but I do think we have a high? I mean, say the say the, say the same thing. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I hope docs will have to move, but yeah, right, yeah, <laughs> right. But yeah. I mean, are more people killing themselves here than say on Cape Cod um, or on what, in Western Cape Mass? Cod has a pretty bad heroin problem too. No, but I mean, just just suicide rate. Yeah, I know. But you know? He, he was he was linking it to the opioid epidemic, and. Uh, now that I think about it, remember they did that uh, documentary, uh, HBO did the documentary Cape Cod USA where they're talking about the heroin. Oh, I know they yeah. shined a bigger light on it than they do. Yeah. But I wonder, I, I thought when I watched that, I, 
Because I watched it. It was, it yeah. was pretty dramatic. But I thought to myself, would they be doing this if, if it, it weren't Kate Cod? Right. Yeah. Right. You know what the funny thing is, is I remember someone someone I went to high school with who lived on, we had a lot of people lived on the Cape that went to Stang. Yes. Because it was before Pope John Paul became a thing. And so uh, someone I went to high school with had shared the, the documentary and said, you know, this is something I've experienced too. They lived in a, no- a real nice town in Cape, a real nice neighborhood in the Cape. And so uh, it might be one of those things where, you know, it's a bit more probably we're kind of getting off the I think we're kind of getting out veering off the topic. But, um, yeah, we'll have to maybe look into that ahead of the debate, because that's a question that's so definitely going to come up. When's the debate? I don't know. No, you do. You do. You do. <laughs> you'll just have to listen every single day. <laughs> Not a bad plan. And then maybe you'll uh, stumble on the debate. No, it's uh, October 19th. That's next Wednesday, October 19th from 7, uh, 7 to 9 p.m. Again, the first hour, they're going to be going at each other. And the second hour, they're going to be taking calls from you guys at 508-996-0500. We're actually taking calls from you now at 508-996-0500. The other thing we're doing um, that's... Uh, I think is really exciting um, and exhausting is uh, doing a, on election night. We're going from seven to midnight. So uh, we're going five hours of election coverage. And I was warned. We're doing that because not everyone gets their numbers in in time. Yeah. So we have to stay here. Yeah. Um, so the New Bedford elections office is uh, keeping me up basically Listen, because they can't get their numbers in on time. We, we're going to last week, last time on last uh, during the primary, we, we had to leave without finishing the job. Yep. And and that's not what Marcus and I do. We finish no. the job. So we we'll, get things done. Yeah. So we'll wait while other people, you know, get their stuff in and do their job, even if it's later than everybody else. We'll we'll wait around for that. Um, and, and you'll wait with us. And you'll wait with us because you want to know. You want to know. You want to know who the next sheriff's going to be or right. who, the, who the, the sheriff will continue to be. And so... Um, so and you'll want. I'll tell you who the governor's going to be right now if you don't. If you want to go to bed early, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll call that. So that race will be called. Sometimes races get called as soon as the polls close. Yes, that's probably going to happen. I would be shocked if that didn't happen. If the race didn't get called when the polls close. But Marcus and I are probably going to pretend like we don't know it. Yeah, just to drag it out. But there are going to be there are interesting races. Obviously, sheriff's race, the DA's race in Plymouth County. The DA's race in Plymouth County is very, very interesting. Right. It's the, it's a similar race to this one here. Marcus and I will be looking at some of the races on the Cape as well. Mm-hmm. There are races down there. Um, There's a DA's race down there. Right. Well, I, f- I, f- I feel as though it's probably less competitive, but I'm not sure. But we're going to pretend it is until then. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Then yeah. Um, we're going to, uh, of course, we got the Autodesk race. Yeah, the um, auditor's race is that, interesting, that, you too. Know, that, that could, you, the Zoglio is just down here. Um, you always read Nisi's notes. To, yeah. You don't, might not all read, read all of it because... The Amore thing. You only yes. read if it's got something about you in there, Marcus. But, <laughs> but, it, but it, often it does. So, yeah, the Amore thing, which I thought was yeah. was true as well. That the basically, the candidate running for... Um, Secretary of State. Secretary of State of Rhode Island. And he's running... A lot of television ads, yeah, and 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 I think it could bleed over and maybe help. Oh, it does. Anthony Mori here I'm in Massachusetts. In, I'm inundated yeah. uh, with um, Alan Fung ads, you right. know, right, and uh, pro and against and Seth Magaziner ads, right. Those I was listening to Ted Nisi and Tim White talk talk about the um, talk about some of those ads, and Alan Fung's up in that in that race actually, uh, according to the poll that they yeah, did. I released. still don't believe it. I I'm not sure about. I'm, I'm not sure either. I think people come home to. Re- to their natural behavior at the end of the day, generally, yeah, there are rare, there are rare occasions, um, 
But that'd yeah. be interesting if Fung did get elected. Um, the last time they were on reasons. the last time they were on the ballot together was 2018, and Magaziner got that was when Fung ran for governor. Magaziner got more votes in that district than Fung did, but it's a, it's a little different. Marcus, what do you think has been the most effective ad so far over there? I, I have my opinion, and, it, and it, it's the Seth Magaziner is an elitist ad. I think that the one where the rich people yes. are sitting at the table. Yes, so you know what Tim White—that whole theme. I think you know what Tim White said about that What's ad. That? It might be a template ad. Do you know what a template ad is? Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. You looked at me like I'm like you. You got to know what I a would, template ad is. I was is. thinking about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it might be a so it might be a template ad because they never say his name on camera. Right. And uh, and so it's probably something that they're running elsewhere, which is kind of funny because it's a class warfare ad. That's what I mean. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't. We, we talked about this early on, but I, you wouldn't normally think it'd be a Republican line, but yeah. but it is. Um, they're using it, and because Fung is like a regular guy, yeah. That that may be the right message to break through in that election. Yeah. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Let's go to the phones. Good evening. Yes, the Fung ad there. Uh, the one I think is most effective is the one with the magazine that says has these old people going on saying they're going to take my social security if Fung gets in. I think that's the, that's the most effective. But oh. that's not what I called about. Right. Yeah, okay. go ahead. What I called about was the sheriff's race. Yes, sir. Can we summarize it by basically saying that if you want a law and order sheriff, a guy that's keeping things, you know, under control, and uh, not a liberal sheriff, okay, right. who might allow more uh, activities in the jail, uh, better food, uh, whatever, more weightlifting time, stuff like that, uh, TVs, uh, all that sort of stuff. Better food, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, oh, I, the horrors I've of read, giving prisoners I've read that better food. A number of times by, I, I think, a lawyer, <laughs> USAC or something like that. The food wasn't too good, but yes. maybe I'm wrong. Okay, yeah. but non nonetheless, uh, can we summarize it and say that... Um, the mayor of Attleboro would be a little bit more liberal in how we ran the place. I would think so. I think that's a good uh, way I to think look that's at a it, yeah. fair way to look at it. I think your your uh, interpretation of Hodgson is more charitable than than I would call objective. But um, yeah, I think that's a fair way of looking at it. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's that's what I wanted because I didn't didn't really get that with this uh, this gentleman here today. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, I, 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 they were, we were talking around, you know, what's he going to do there, you know, that sort of stuff. We went, you know, if he's got a problem with the way the uh, sheriff runs the, uh, you know, the, the prison, he should say, well, hey, and I'm going to close down uh, uh, the, the downtown prison. That's going to get closed down. You know, I don't hear Yeah, that. he's he said that before. Um, we didn't ask him that tonight. We probably mm -hmm. should have, but he has said before Ash Street should close, but it probably, it won't be like he gets elected on November 8th and gets sworn in in January, and then mm -hmm. January 1st it's closed. Mm -hmm. Off the air, he just told me he was not going to close Ash Street. Oh, he did? Yeah. He said on air that he would... I thought he, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I mean, I think you, I think you, the only reason I think you're wrong, Mark, is because he just told me off the air, he said, look, I don't agree with the, some of my supporters who want to close Ash Street. Which I thought was interesting, and I but it was off the other. He just he just said it to me right before he left. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Hmm. Well, because okay. he said it would lead to Maybe overcrowding. I'm, I'm probably would, uh, he said it would lead to overcrowding. I, I'm probably um, confusing him with his Democratic opponents. Yeah, yeah I think I think so. I, I mean, I, I mean, look, I think he's a because I know Bernie and McNeil said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think yeah. he's an honest guy. I don't think he'd tell me off the air if he if he said it on the air. Yeah. Well, just, well guys, yeah. Uh, all yeah, yeah. in all, too, I'd like to thank you guys for you know concentrating on the local stuff and and trying to get the area 
into voting, okay, and get, get getting interest in this because that's the only way this area will ever have any power if we get uh, a lot more people to vote and to get interested in this stuff. And I think you guys are, are really trying to do that. Uh, Thank you. By what you guys have done, and uh, and I hope you continue to do it. You know. Thank you. Now you you get what we're trying to do because really, really, the reason people get ignored is because they don't vote. Yeah, and 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 people as a group get ignored because a group doesn't vote. Yeah, whether you're Republican or Democrat, right. it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. No, if you don't no. participate, well, then you're just going to be, you know, cast off. And when you complain that uh, the bridge isn't built or whatever, or we can't even get the bridges down at uh, uh, down in uh, on the Cape built, oh, that's another one too. I know you guys don't watch OTR. I watch it religiously every uh, on the record there on Channel Five. And, I'm in mass. Uh, Marianne, That's why I don't watch it. Marianne Marsh <laughs> put some big blame on your friend and mine, uh, Representative Keating, for not being able to uh, deliver that in the first round. Oh, and, well, I, uh, the, I was shocked by it. The, the great yeah. gentleman there, the Republican, said, well, you know, you've got uh, Elizabeth Warren and uh, and Mr. Markey there. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, it's on him. And so they, they, she, you know, straight put it on Representative Keenan, which I thought was unfair. I think it's unfair. Yeah, I, I, I really think, uh, you know, Warren and, and Mr. Markey, if they really want to show that they care hey. and want to bring home some bacon in Ted Kennedy's old area, well, they should do something about this bridge and get it on the top shelf. How many chairmanships do Warren and Markey have? Well, the, the thing is, those two Zero. are not those two are not retail senators. Hegel. They, they're big issue, um, um, left wing. You know, he they're, they're above. They're, they're national. Bacon. They're national figures, right? Which means we, which means we don't matter. Well, but they yeah. can't go to Joe Biden and say, "Hey, we got to bring home some bacon." They don't at, even at, care at home. They don't care. Uh, well, yeah, I, I I understand that. Right. And they're Democrats, and they don't care. It's too bad you can't get maybe Charlie Baker to run against them, but that'd be a long time, and maybe he would care. You know, that sort of thing. I, I think at the end of the day, what with um, Elizabeth Warren, we've elected someone who really thought they were going to be president, and um, she yeah, didn't make it. Anyway. Yeah, she, you know, the one thing about Ted Kennedy, Ted what, Kennedy wanted to be Warren. Yeah. yeah. She's lived in Massachusetts for like yeah, twenty something years before yeah, she before she left the reservation. She left the reservation and she's been here ever since. <laughs> the, uh, so the the thing about Ted Kennedy is you yep. can criticize him, but Ted Kennedy, yes. while he wanted to be president, was always kept a local folk. Yes. Yeah, he always All did. Politics is local. I remember yep. my dad on a had, a had a school department issue in Freetown and Lakeville, mm -hmm. and he, and Ted Kennedy's office helped him get it mm -hmm. sorted out. I mean, that's the level of detail the Kennedy staff was involved. Well, in, in the old days too, when Tip O'Neill used to come home on weekends, and he'd have people stop him while he was trying to get groceries. And uh, and and ask him about things and stuff, and he would try to deliver for them. I saw right. that on his biography there that they had on Channel Two when he when he passed away many years ago. And uh, yeah, that that's you want to see your senator, you want to see your representative, and you want to see them do something for your uh, your area. You know, like uh, you know the big dig, uh, <laughs> which was really a a big uh, you know expenditure that right. we got money from. I guess Ronald Reagan at that time through Chip O'Neill. Yeah, and, and Kennedy. Kennedy also was. A I'm, big I'm sure he was there too, but I I thought the main uh, uh, people on that happened to be Chip O'Neill that they had to. That was in his district, wasn't it? It was, but nothing yeah. goes through without the senators. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, hey. but no, good good call. Thanks, Thanks for the call. Yeah. Appreciate it. Take one more before we get to go to break. Good evening. Yeah, just real quick, guys, on the MBTA vote. The city's going to join the MBTA. What happens if that Westinghouse electrification uh, nuclear pod system comes to the United States 
and the MBTA wants to use it for the electrification of the commuter rail. Are we going to have a say in that, or do they have complete say in that? I imagine we wouldn't have a say in that. We we're only voting to be an MBTA district. We're not voting on the, necess- the, the specifics on the train. Okay, so we would not have a vote. In, in, I, I, I assume that we're voting to be an MBTA district, and then the rest of the policies are governed by the state legislature and the governor. And, and the board of directors. Uh, and the, the board MBTA, of directors. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the other people, not, not – I don't think the – it would be it would be tedious to right. um, dictate policy uh, through referendum. I've never seen any referendum votes in Boston on, on, on issues like that, so yeah. I can't imagine yeah. we would. So they, they would have their complete control of that. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, the, yeah. you know, the other, unless you send a legislate, uh, um, unless you and uh, a, a collection of, of like-minded people um, commit, commit yourself to sending people to the legislature uh, that will support certain things, I guess, and then you hope they do afterwards. Right. Uh, I guess, uh, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much how it goes. Wow. Good. All right, that's it for tonight. All right, thanks. Appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, we're going to take a break. If you're on the line, stay on the line. New Bedford's News Talk State. Get it. I got it. It'll feedback. Yeah, it'll feedback. Yeah. So, uh, welcome to South Coast tonight. We got more calls. Good evening. Good evening. I just wanted to um, have you repeat the gap closing between Deal and Healy. What did you say? Oh, yeah. Like after the primary till now, what's the, what, no, what's the, so the difference in the, the polling? The first poll that came out almost immediately after the primary had showed a 30-point lead. <laughs> right. Um, this other poll that came out showed an 18-point lead. Um, but here's the thing. Here's the thing with the poll. I was reading it on, uh, I forget what, I think it was Commonwealth Magazine. But here's the thing with that. Um, Healy's favorabilities are over 50%. Right. And deals are sub 40 um, and so it doesn't actually like the, the, that's just cause the gap might've closed 12 points. According to that poll doesn't really mean much because Healy's gen- seen favorably. She has, f- she's, she's a, f- a favorably viewed candidate. So it's, it, it doesn't matter. So you're, you're going to have the difference is what, what really comes down to Carla is how many people are going to go to the polls. Because and that's what my point was. Yeah. Here's, here's, here's the point I was making. Now, obviously, there are, there were some supporters of Deal, some supporters of Doty, and, and Maury Haley seems to have quite a few supporters. Yes. So, so maybe the people that are voting for Chris are not going to switch and vote for Healy. But I think what Wouldn't was very unfor- unfortunate is Right from primary day, there was an overwhelming sense that that's it, more has got it in the bag. Here's what I think is unfortunate. Even on, on, on your station, you know, both Chris and Jessica and, you know, some other people were already automatically going, we lost the battle, therefore no, we're no, losing which is, the war. But, which is correct. But here's the thing. I What I was saying and, is... And so you're saying it's, it's correct. correct but, but you're not a Republican. I feel it's un- unfortunate that the Republicans are, are basically 
conceding. But more importantly, what I said is Jeff Deal's not qualified to be governor. I didn't. I wasn't talking about the election even even at that point because that was beyond it. I'm saying I think the guy's a danger to the Commonwealth. Here's the here's the thing. Do you think he's more of a danger than Healy though? I do. Yeah, because which, 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 I, don't, I don't come to that I don't know easily. what happened to you when you were there because <laughs> you have gotten on Marcus's team. No, and, and, and here's what I feel: I feel like the people that that believe Doty. I think from from right after the primary, everybody who thought Maura Healy and all her policies and in a one party government was not good for this state needed to right away say, "Wow, this is going to be an uphill battle." But we lost the battle, and we are not going to lose this war. Yeah, it but you, but you are. Like, That's the whole thing. No, no, no. But here's the, no, here's the, but no, no but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. One second. I got to I got to tell you something. In terms of oh, everybody that voted for Doty isn't going to vote for more Healy. First of all, statistically, probably not true. There's probably going to be some. There's probably going to be some Doty voters that vote for Healy. I will. If every right, if every single right, if ever, and let's just say, let's just say that if every single person that voted for Chris Doty voted for Jeff Deal, there were a million, uh, about a million one people, I think, that voted in the um, that voted in the in the in the on primary day. Okay, uh, three hundred thousand of them voted in the Republican primary. So that means. About 800,000 people voted in the Democratic primary. So every single Doty voter, which it won't be every single Doty voter, but every single Doty voter could go over to Deal's camp and it still wouldn't matter. He still needs to he still needs to win a lot more independence and he's not popular with independence either. And that's what I'm saying. I don't think the messaging. OK, so he's maybe not bringing in enough funding, but but that's because he's a crappy candidate. You don't get it. It's because he's a crappy candidate. Alan Fung's getting Alan Fung's getting millions of dollars poured into this district and it's not because it, it, and it so he's not getting knocked he's not uh, it's a fundraising deficit because he sucks it's not a fundraising deficit because it's a liberal state or anything like that he just can't raise the money caller on question one you know the 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 the, the opponents of the question one which which is to raise taxes they have 10 million dollars that's the kind of money that would be available to Jeff Deal if he could just communicate. If if he got out of bed, I mean Jeff and Deal is from a, the National Party is a terrible candidate, and and I, I think if if you look at it from my perspective, it's not that my politics have changed. It's that Jeff Deal mounted an attack, a personal attack on my friend Howie Carr. What? But a couple of years ago, you supported Deal. I did because I thought he would be a good senator. But that's but I what I'm saying. So he needed some working with. In other words, I, the way I feel is this is all we've got now. Bye. We've got him or Mora. And I do not think a one-party system is going to benefit this state. And I think her policies are radical. And I think it's not what most mainstream people want to have going on. Or at least they won't fully understand what's going to happen until it's happening. I, so I, 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 I understand what you're saying. Sort of supported I, I, I understand. And, yeah, I, I get all that, but it's just the but fact. But, you know, Jeff Deal won't even return our phone calls. Well, he did, yeah, actually. He did he be on next week. He finally yeah, did. Yeah, he yeah, finally yeah. did. But. He finally did. He's going to be on. Actually, Jeff Deal will be on next week. But, hey, listen, you've got to go vote, and you got to vote for Tom Hodge you know, if you live in this county. Well, I'm not voting for Healy. I can tell you that. All right. All right. Thanks Thank for the call. You. Thanks for the call. All right. One more call before we got to go to break. Good evening. Hey, guys. Hey, man. Real quick. So if, uh, I mean, just think of their names, right? <laughs> um, Doty, uh, Deal. If the names were O'Hara, they'd be in a lot better shape with me. That's true. Not, That's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Kind of weird on the name thing. But anyways, um, so you guys, and I respect what you're saying. And Marcus, before I finish this, 
I'm asking you guys a question, but I have a real funny story, so please don't cut me off, okay? So you guys hit the nail on the head that the senators drive the country. And so where are we, respectfully to you, where are we with our two senators that we have now, especially where South Coast, you know, we really backed Kennedy. Right. Are we screwed? Yeah. You know, I think we would have had, I think we'd be in a lot better shape had we elected, and, and I made it clear, uh, uh, Kennedy, Joe Kennedy, to the U.S. Senate. But the voters made that decision not to, and um, now this is where we're at. I mean, I, I really don't think so, that... So, Chris, yeah. Chris, you would agree South Coast, we suffer for that, right? I would say so. We have been, yeah. 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 So, funny story, real funny story. So uh, Bill Phelan and myself, we were um, we went down to um, when when Paul Walsh had lost the district attorney, he was very um, in uh, I, I want to say welcomed by the district attorney association. He was, yeah, country. that's right. So yeah, yeah, and you know he was president of the district attorneys association for the entire country, right? Right. You, you guys know that. You yes, yeah. know that. Which you know where we're we going with Mara Healy, okay? So. And um, Danny Connolly uh, went to Stonehill. I'm good friends with Danny. So, anyways, uh, what, my one of my partners, Bill Phelan, in the in the bar that we own downtown. So we go down. Uh, Paul Walsh they had a big welcoming thing, and I had to do some things for the conference of mayors. This is when you could pull up to the Russell Building. A lot of people don't understand the backside of the Russell Building before they have those uh, little things that popped up. You know, so, Barry, Barry, we really do have to take a break. So, I'm sorry. Uh, you screw me on the funny story, Marcus. You gotta, I'm just saying, keep it up. Keep it tight. Like, we got to take a break. So, so real quick. So we drive behind the Russell building after the, the welcoming uh, cocktail party, and I see these two Portuguese water dogs come out, and uh, there's a couple of SUVs there. So up pops Ted Kennedy. seen him in Nantucket a couple of times. So I go, I go, my senator. He comes <laughs> over to me. He goes, oh, you must be from Massachusetts. I said, yeah, I hail from the land of Biffy McLean. He goes, oh, Biffy McLean, a man and a half. <laughs> and a half, right? We're doing the Irish bro thing. But we had we people like Ted Kennedy, they knew Biff McLean. I'm not sure how strong we are anymore with the senators. And like you guys just said, it's very important to have that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't think Liz Warren cares who our state senators are, and I don't think uh, Ed Markey knows. So I, I really don't. That's where we're at. And being strong with, with having done a lot of work for Kennedy, I think we screwed ourselves, you know? Yeah. All right, hey Barry, I got to take a break. It was the best of it. I got to go, go, take a break. That actually was a good story. I, I liked it. I got to take a break, though. Vote. Mayor Mitchell on Wednesday. We have Justin Thurber, who's a candidate for state rep, on Wednesday. Thursday, we have Paul Chase, who's uh, talking about question five, the MBTA question. He's from Real to Boston. Friday, we have Jeff Swift, who's running for uh, state rep as well. Marcus, if I just, just for the last call, because I loved her. Um, in an effort to defend my position here as a Republican, please read Howie Carr's column. He'll sum it all up for you. Yeah, he, he, read Howie Carr's column. You'll understand where, where, where guys like me and Howie are coming from. Yeah, he he called the um he called the uh, the mass GOP a death cult because they're basically firebombing their own party, right. and, and including Anthony Amore, who's the only Republican that has a shot.